Welcome to Your Week with St. Luke's, our Thanksgiving edition. We know that a lot of you are already probably on Thanksgiving break or you're traveling, and we just wanted to come to you as your pastors, talk a little bit about our scripture for this week as we are going to be celebrating a Thanksgiving Sunday, um, but then also just talk about Thanksgiving in your lives. So um, this is going to come out on the 20th of November. So where will you be, Melissa? I, I I actually on the 20th, I will be on a plane between New York and Paris because Paris for Thanksgiving. Why not? The benefits of, it's the benefits of being two only children where we can adjust family gatherings. We'll have already done Thanksgiving with my family. So um, we're able to to do something a little different for, for the week. Nice. Jad, yeah. what are you going to be up to? Uh, I was gonna say on Monday the 20th I'm getting an oil change but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we 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 go down uh to to celebrate Thanksgiving with my sister's family Emily um she's my older sister she's a United Methodist pastor also and um probably one of my my best friends uh which is wild uh but yeah so we'll be down in Jupiter uh with all of them what about you Jen so I on Monday will have my three kids from DC will be here. So Sam, Carter, and Ollie are all coming down. They'll be here actually Sunday, the 19th for the big Sunday celebration. Um, and then my mom will be here um, for a couple days. And then my mom will go with my sister and we're going to have um, our Thanksgiving morning <laughs> since we won't all be together on Christmas because, you know, I have married children now. So they, they do the in-laws and which is great. And we love the shins, um, but we're going to have Christmas morning on Thanksgiving morning. So <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do a little, a little, just a little bit of Christmas yep. um, yeah. while watching the Thanksgiving parade. And we'll have on our Christmas jammies together. <laughs> cool. That's yeah. fun. That's, that's, like, oh, that's get used to it. It's not that bad. That's, I mean, exactly. Will and I lived in the same state as our family, as both of our parents in 15 years. And so you, you kind of got to take it where you can get it and not, exactly. not, that's something that was always part of our family is like the day of something isn't the important thing. The celebration is the important thing. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, so embracing that, Gathering I think. Gathering together. Right. Yeah. So we're going to have a Thanksgiving Eve moment. Like we normally have a Christmas Eve moment by the Christmas tree. <laughs> we're going to put up one Christmas tree and have a Thanksgiving Eve moment. It's just really funny. It's going to be funny. That's so great. yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about, we're, we, we have this in between Sunday. Cause so normally everybody leaves for Thanksgiving and we come back and it's Advent, but we have this in between Sunday, which is actually, um, the end of the Christian year. Right. Talk about that. It's New Year's Which, Eve. What Sunday is that? It's, it's New Year's Eve, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's the last one. Yeah. It's so it, it, yeah, the last the last Sunday of the Christian year um, is often known as Christ the King Sunday, um, mm -hmm. which uh, lets us center ourselves on the Lordship of Christ in our lives, which is such a great way to like end the year and think about the next one, um, because <clears throat> it lets us sort of set aside. It, it invites us to say, you know, the, the phrase Christ the King sounds so like lofty and haughty in some ways, right. um, if you just take it on the surface, but it's really about um, recognizing, setting aside 
um, our own agendas, um, not necessarily our passions or our, our gifts or, or who we are, not our identities, but setting aside our agendas and sort of getting a chance to refocus ourselves on, are we really living um, the Christ-centered love life? Uh, and so it actually is a perfect transition into a new year uh, for us as people of faith. Yep. We have a high Christology as Wesleyans, yeah. Christ the King. Um, it's just, and, and I think it's a great way to, to, and we joked about New Year's Eve, like that big celebration, but it's a, it's a great way to be reminded of, of who we are and whose we are. Um, and on this, this Sunday for us at St. Luke's to celebrate the greatness of what God has done in this last year right. um, and, the, and the gather, we're talking about harvesting and, and celebrating and uh, that gathering together and what, well, like, like all of us are doing with our families in some way, shape or form in unique ways, we're gathering together and, and celebrating being community. You can do Christmas Eve on Thanksgiving, you're gathering together and celebrating. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a really cool, so we're using the scripture from second Corinthians eight, one through 15. Yeah. It's from Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. And he's talking about um, an offering and he's comparing the offering that, that he is expecting the church of Corinth to give to the, to the offering that the Macedonians give and that they gave out of their poverty. They gave with just abundant hearts, with cheerful hearts, with, with a sense of, we don't have a lot, but we're going to give what we can. Um, and it was received um, in beautiful ways. It says, in fact, how does it, while they were being tested by many problems, their extra amount of happiness. So just their extra amount of happiness, right? Their extra right. thankfulness and, and their extreme poverty. So put those two things together resulted in a surplus of rich generosity. I assured that they gave what they could afford and even more than they could afford. And they did it voluntarily. They, they urgently begged us for the privilege of sharing in for the servants of the saints. Hmm. They even exceeded our expectations because they gave themselves to the Lord first and to us consistent with God's will. It was the sense of, we know we're struggling, but we just have to be a part of God's work and we want to do that. And I think there's something beautiful about on Thanksgiving Sunday and this last Sunday of the year to be able to say, yeah, look at what God's done. And, and, and yeah, it feels like we're lacking in many different things, but if we give of ourselves, there's because of what God's done, uh, we become a part of something bigger. Yeah. yeah. And when you start there, when that, when that's the starting point, then the, the, the riches that come after that, that, that aren't, aren't the same kind of riches that we give to begin with. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, we've done this 23 days of thanks and giving. Right. And so I'm, I'm going to do my one big Thanksgiving offering before, um, before we leave, uh, before we, we take off. So on the 19th, I'll do sort of my Thanksgiving offering before, that because it would be really easy to go, you know what, we're going, we're going on a trip and we'll yep. see what's left over after that. But if I can know that, that before I've ever, you know, taken that step and gone to do something that is both life-giving and a little frivolous, and we should all do all of those things. Right. Um, but to start and ground myself first in being able to know that I'm, I'm being generous in the way that, that God is inviting me to, um, and, and making sure that I'm giving out of my abundance. Um, 
it, it right. changes. First. It, change, it changes right. how I'm going to enjoy the trip. It's to get. It's going to change how my Advent season goes because I've I've done something that that signifies that that commitment um, to the Lordship of Christ in my life. Right, and be, like you said, beginning with generosity. Yes. Uh, when and when we live in a time that is so saturated with cynicism, <laughs> looking over the shoulder, who's nipping at me, and and. Um, but to begin with generosity. That's what's like so powerful about those, those two lines, right? In the extreme poverty, yet they found themselves even more and more generous. Um, and 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 Paul doesn't go into amounts and percentages and all those things no. that people kind of right. are no, just they were out of their extreme poverty, they found a great, they were greatly generous. Um, and I just think that's a that's such a more hopeful way to be just to begin an argument to disagree, you know, and how, how you're going to just go throughout your day. Um, what if we, what if we began with generosity? Yeah. I love, go ahead. In, in verse eight, it says, I'm not giving an order. So again, yes. we're, yep. we're not, I'm, we're not asking for anybody's bank statements, right? It, right? I'm not giving an order, but by mentioning the commitment of others, I'm trying to prove the authenticity of your love. Also. I think for me that, that just, again, talks about like, Hey, you can know other people are giving too, so that when when you are generous, that you're being generous with a community, which um, you know is always the the part that I like to highlight when we talk about um, our giving is that when we give, we're giving alongside each other, knowing that what we can do with maybe our little bit, like maybe just a tiny bit that we're able to do, it's becoming part of something so much bigger. Um, and so our faithfulness, our small points of faithfulness become such a, a ripple effect, if you will, um, in the way <laughs> that, that it's able to transform the world. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, if you go back to seven, it says, be the best in this work of grace in the same way that you're the best in everything, such as faith yeah. and speech and knowledge and total commitment and the love we inspired in you. Like, like, okay, St. Lucas, you want to do amazing things with your life. Like, I mean, we have people that are leading companies. We have people that are teaching in the school system. We have people that are, are working in the hospitality industry and, and, and singing and going from, from gig to gig, to gig, to gig. So, so, but also there's this grace at work in your life. You're doing such amazing things. And so Paul is asking, and I guess we would be too, like, like continue that grace in this area of giving and stewardship, whether it's time or your talents, but, but in this particular one, it is offering, it is, you know, I'm sitting here with two Starbucks on my table. Like I could give, <laughs> give in accordance to how many Starbucks you have during the week. Yeah. If that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think it's hard for us as pastors to actually say those words. Yeah. I don't know. I, I struggle with asking people to give money sometimes. Well, because for, for a lot of people outside of the church, the narrative is all they want is your money. Right. Uh, right. right? And, and like when we have big stewardship Sundays and I meet first time guests, I'm like, Oh, could you leave and come back next week? You know, you know, because you know, we're going to talk about stewardship and money and we, we don't all the time. And there's that, but that's not a bad thing, but it's the counter narrative. Right. Um, and, um, and so I did that, that for me, I know that's part of it, that everyone thinks that all we do is talk about is getting people, the old lady's money and, and it's like, no, no, no. 
And there are churches that would say, you know what, even if it's the grocery budget, you you put the grocery budget in the offering plate and it'll come back. That's not how it works. Um, <laughs> it is it is not magic that way. We don't believe in the prosperity gospel in, oh, in wow. that sense. Um, and so that I think is one of the hesitancies is wanting to make sure that when we talk about abundance, we really want it to be from abundance. If, you know, we don't want, um, you know, feeding your family money to, to end up in the offering plate to where you can't feed your family. Um, but we are also in a community where a lot of us do have a little bit extra and, um, to be able to, to give some of that, um, and to be part of something bigger than ourselves that like that just, that's what gets me at my core. I remember, I was a youth, um, I grew up Methodist, was part of all of like the conference youth stuff, conference youth council, um, CCYM, they called it back then. Um, And, um, and, and every time we had a youth event, we would raise money for what they called youth service fund. I don't even know if that exists anymore. Um, but YSF was a buzzword and, and I remember all of us getting so excited, even as teenagers about giving because youth service fund was this mission fund that youth only gave to and only went back to youth ministry and in some other place. I think Zoe was part of that back then, even that we would give Mm -hmm. um, in my home conference. And so there's always been something that just gets my heart about being part of something bigger than myself, because I know how little I can do by myself. Um, mm. But when I know that other people are doing it too, it just, it, 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 it makes it easy. Well, and I think sometimes we work so hard to have a message of grace. Yeah. That, that it feels like when you ask about money, it feels shame and guilty. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's my stuff. And it's interesting because these 23 days of thanks and giving, you know, is something we came up with kind of just like we did 23 and me, we did 23 and we, that's how we started the year. It it was using this 2023 and playing with those things and asking people also to give their estimates of giving. And we've done such amazing things. And so when I, when I was thinking about a Thanksgiving offering, I was like, let's look at the calendar. When does when does Thanksgiving fall? And when it fell on November 23rd, I took it as a sign from God. I just did. (laughs) (laughs) And so 23 days to me is better than November. Like the whole gratitude of all of November, you're asking me to say something thankful. I have a hard time sometimes with that and feel the pressure, but there was 20, I'm like, I can do anything for 23 days. Right. Although I haven't done it publicly necessarily like I wanted to but I've been trying to give $2.30 for everything I named that I was thankful for every day. And I was like, this is silly. This is, I'm like, literally you can, if St. Luke's goes on <laughs> the collection of Push Bay, it's Jen, $2.30. Because <laughs> they did them all as separate transactions too. Like right. I would say, I'm thankful for this person and I do $2.30. But $2.30 a day is $52.90 a month for 23 days. And we have 3000 St. Lucas. If they did that, that would give us well over a hundred thousand dollars, which would ensure that we not only finish 2023 well, but go into 2024 with more. Yep. And I just can't help but think that $2, if it starts at $2 and 30 cents, it's something I can do. Yep. Right. But if it leads to a hundred thousand dollars, 
that's something I was a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, and that's that, that's that gathering together. Right. That's that all in. And, and sorry, side note, $2.30, that's like a fraction of one of those Starbucks. Starbucks for that anymore. <laughs> right. Come on now. Except yeah, I use you... my points, but anyway. So it's interesting <laughs> because it says, uh, he says in this, finish, where does it start? 11. Now finish the job as well so that you finish it with as much enthusiasm as you started, given what you can afford. So isn't that a great scripture for the end of the year? Like finish, finish what, you what you started with the same enthusiasm. How many of us started 23 with like super, super excited to just be kind of farther away from what we went through and 23 was going to be a different year. We started with a new vision. What are the, some of the things that we've done that we're thankful for this year in 23 as a ministry? Well, I'm thankful um, for uh, the men's ministry that started. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the men who came to me and said, hey, you know, we know there's the there's the morning group, but could we do something on a broader scale? And the lay leadership that met all summer to prepare to get something sustainable start. I'm just, I'm thankful for them. Um, and we're, we're providing us a, a place for men to gather and find community and, and step out of the loneliness that is... Um, post-pandemic America and find community. That's why I'm thankful for that, that group of leaders. I am thankful and have been so encouraged um, by our St. Lucas who have participated in these first couple of Lead Your Life and Wesleyan Way classes. um, Because I, when you create something, when you create a curriculum and when you put pieces together that you know, in, in the, the safety of my office and my computer go, this is really good. And then you put it out for people to, to then engage with, you go, oh, we're going to find out if uh, that was just me kidding myself. But the response of people going, I feel so much more confident because I understand our theology. I knew I liked it. I knew I liked the product of it. I know, knew I, I liked what you guys preach. But now that I understand what grounds it, now that I understand that I am called, um, you know, a lot of people have said like this, this is now, it's now harder in some ways in the good way, because now I I can't ignore something like this. I can't ignore, um, you know, this piece of scripture. I can't ignore this call to action. I can't ignore what our vision is driving us towards because I understand these concepts of calling and I understand who we are as, as Wesleyans and Methodists. And that like, that is just the greatest gift I could have been given this year to have put so much time and, and energy into creating and, and leading those classes along with some amazing folks who have, have come alongside me to do that. Um, and so that's encouraging. It makes me encouraged about something like this of, of you know, our, our Thanksgiving offering and our Thanksgiving um, gratitude time and beginning a new Christian year and beginning a new vision. Um, I'm hearing and seeing people who um, are getting it and, and yeah. are getting it in, in deeper ways. Yeah, I'm excited about our, the, I'm so grateful for the work of our vision team, for all of the excitement that was at the beginning when we filled out surveys and we had pool noodles and Mm -hmm. (laughs) abacuses everywhere and DNA scans and, and just the vision that they've put together, the way it's simplistic, it's, it's not simple or it's, it's simple, but it's not simplistic, I should say. 
um, it really calls forth the best in all of us and a commitment from all of us. Um, I'm so thankful. I mean, Little Mermaid was tremendous. Goodness. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm so yeah. grateful we 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 moved. Yeah. The the story to to Little Mermaid. I think the story we told was beautiful, um, yeah. and the engagement from the theater community, the engagement from young people I've seen committed to St. Luke's who are coming back and leading worship and they're liturgists and they're singing. I, I'm grateful that we have, you know, this incredible music ministry, like Bradley has come on. Um, we have this orchestra every week. That's incredible. John Mason's doing such great things with our children. Steve McKinnon has 45 different praise team singers. I mean, when I got here, there were five in, right. and they sing every week. We have 40 over 45 in rotation, which is, it's remarkable. And I, I am just so excited about the community that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. being built. Um, even with new people that are just thrilled, they're so excited to be here, which is inspiring longtime St. Lucas. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm excited that there is a, there's a group of people that thought that they were the, the, they've been meeting for a long time studying different theology and they thought they were far out there and and we're we're preaching the same thing that they're teaching in their class and and i keep going we've caught up or however you want to think about it it's just beautiful it's beautiful yeah Yeah. and so yeah i think there's a lot that god has done in this year and i'm excited for what god is doing next and those are all reasons for me to give and to just say thank you lord for letting me be a part of it you know um whatever small part i play i think of how many families children and youth um you know uh the the treehouse is a vibrant place for uh, kids to um, not only be discipled but to disciple, um, and uh, the the amount of teenagers and youth. Um, I mean, we we confirmed a confirmand who basically came to church like the week before confirmation and jumped into confirmation. Yeah. Like I, I want to be a part of learning about this, right? Um, right. And so people's lives. Um, are, are really being changed, um, at all kinds of ages. And so it's, it's, and you mentioned like that, that group of 40 some odd singers, some of them are youth, right? Yeah, so there's, there's right. that integration, like we talked about a few weeks ago in the vision that it's, it's, it is also intergenerational there. There is a place for everyone, um, to be a part of the kingdom work. And I'm just thankful. I'm so thankful for that. There's a place for everyone. And right. we haven't even touched on missions because how missions do you or care to, ministry. We don't have time. Like, how <laughs> do you so even much. begin to articulate the impact? I mean, Miriam could; she should really be here, right? Um, right. <laughs> of 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 what our missions team does. I'm I'm I just got to teach the community allyship. I say teach. I got to help facilitate some things for Miriam for this community allyship class, and to hear the stories again and again of what happens in a in a single church's missions department um that is unlike anything i have ever seen in my life at a church um and the impacts that are made and the stories that we have of people's lives being transformed and systems shifting because of of who we have been as a church and um you know uh, institutions reaching out to us institutions who would never partner with churches 
saying, no, we know St. Luke's is the 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 place for for partnership because they they do it right and they do it well and they do it in ways that 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 move the needle. Um, yep. Yeah. So yeah. I was at a community meeting uh, about uh, the the uh, growing threat of hate acts and speech in Central Florida. Um, and I thought it was going to be a group of, of clergy leaders, and it wasn't. It was Visit Orlando. It was Sheriff John Mina. It was it was uh, Teresa Jacobs from the OCPS School Board. It was Grant Edith Bush Foundation. It was just like the players of Central Florida were in the room. And I was like, why am I here? But I, I took my place next to Dick Batchelor and was proud. Um, but it was interesting because the after conversation with people who, oh, I work with Miriam. Oh, I know Lynette. Oh, I work, United United Artists was there. The new head of United Artists was there. Oh, I, I know Gopar. I know... Mm-hmm. I know go full steam like it was hysterical because whether they were from Sanford or from you know the 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 south most south parts of Orange County people kept coming to me mentioning St. Luke's I and call like, it six, it's it's six degrees of St. Luke's if you're it, in is, it Florida, is it is always six degrees of St. Luke's they were, then the, and what was beautiful which I loved was they were like now what do you do <laughs> and I'm like uh, I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the lead pastor. I'm like, which is great. You don't yes. need to know me. I, my job you. is to facilitate know, all these know the work. things. That's right. And so it was so, I, I drove home in five o'clock traffic from winter park, which would make anyone cynical and sad <laughs> so, like, on cloud nine going, man, the ripple effects of our work of God revealing God's kingdom is awakening people. It's awakening people to to something different in church. And I was so proud um, for that. So should be thankful. And we get that. to do that because people who have gone before for 40 plus years have been generous. Right. And I always say this in, in other spaces, but it it's so easy for us to go, wow, that's so cool. Isn't it great that that we're part of this? But we've got to recognize that those folks who have come along, we're those people now as I always say, like yeah. we, yeah. we are those people now. So if we want to celebrate the ways that, that things have been um, to, to look forward to what can be and what will be, we, we have to be the ones to support that with our time, with our stewardship and with, with our generosity. Um, and yeah. Because well. our, our thanks for now is an echo of the thanks before. Like yeah. when you mentioned, like we just briefly said, we didn't even talk about like missions or care. Like I'm so thankful for David Stevens. Yeah. And the 28 plus years that he has given, the miles he's driven, the hospital rooms he's been in to care for people and create a culture of compassion and care that's also a heavy part of our church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and so as I'm thankful for all of the grief share leaders and all the people uh, around Central Florida who, who come in the midst of their grief to, to find communion, healing, and hope, I'm thankful for that this year. And I've got to be, I got to remember, there's other people who, who back to the, to the pebble, you know, and, and, um, and the people who, who were, I'm thankful now, I'm also, I realized that I'm grateful and for the generosity of the people who have made it possible for now. Yeah. Well, and all of this just makes me say, you know what, I'm not afraid to ask for money. 
because it's not asking for money for me. It's asking money to be a part of giving an offering 23 cents, $2 and 30 cents, 2,300, 23,000, whatever it is. It's just being able to go, yeah, I'm going to give to this ministry. God has planted and, and, and I want to watch it grow. And so I think there's, there's this beautiful opportunity in our Thanksgiving offering, um, 23 days of thanks and giving. We hope you're a part of it. Um, as we move into Advent, you're going to have an opportunity to give not only to, you know, our operating budget to finish 23 strong, but um, to children and the work that we do for children in our church and in our city and in our community. Um, but then also Giving Tuesday is tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday, um, we've got Giving Tuesday and the opportunity to give to uh, an incredible new ministry, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, um, where we're building beds so that every child in Central Florida has a bed to sleep in. December 2nd, we're going to be having a, a huge build day. Um, just come to the parking lot. You can bring kids. Any age can be a part of it because there's something right. from every level to do. They teach you how to do it. And we're going to try and build 30 or 40 beds, I think is our goal um, this time. And your gift on Giving Tuesday will help to buy linens, bed linens, and pillows to make sure that children not only have a bed to sleep in, but a comfortable um, way to sleep in it because mm. all children deserve to be able to sleep and rest in God's peace. And so we want you to be a part of it. And we're gonna start our Advent podcast um, next week as we talk about presents, the presence of Christmas with a C. Um, and so we want you to consider maybe um, reading the book of Isaiah um, and the text that we have coming, but also if you wanna kind of brush up on your um, Christmas Carol, Scrooge, spirited movies, books, however you do that, um, we're gonna be tying all that in. And so we hope you'll join us. Have a wonderful week.